are back for the 21st episode of Home Mad Advantage. I'm Sam Herring, joined today by Jude Swisher on a very fine, what is it, Thursday morning? Thursday morning. And uh, Bill Farrell starts tomorrow. We're super excited to uh, to get talking about that. And then uh, lots, of, lots of college stuff going on, so we'll get previewing. But first, how are you doing today, Jude? Sam, I am fantastic. Once again, I'm eating, and it's delightful. <laughs> Um, I don't have to make weight for for a solid like month, and so, you know, fat and happy. Um, remind our listeners, as we always do every week, how could you forget? But follow our Instagram and our Twitter. We have we have content going up pretty much every day now. It's actually very exciting to see it see it grow. Our ins our Instagram and our Twitter is at HMA Wrestling. You can send us emails to our email, hmatadvantage at gmail.com. and I want to change that. That email is weird. It's pretty bad. We'll, we'll, maybe we'll just switch it to HMA Wrestling shortly. Um, yeah. But, you know, also we have our, our website is 100% up and running. We are posting lots of stuff, like multiple articles a week. Um, right now we are doing uh, – it is a six-article – I don't know. You can call it a series. Wait by wait. Wait okay. by wait preview for the Bill Farrell. Bill Carell. No, it is Bill Farrell. What if we just spelled it like F-A-R-E-L? What if I spelled your last name S-W-I-C-H-E-R? Switcher? Yeah, what if we did that? <laughs> okay, uh, hi guys, I'm Jude Switcher. And, um, you know, so Sam wrote 57 kilograms, I wrote 65. We're having our friends Dyson and Dom and um, and Mason Beckman all write us the rest of it, and Sam's going to finish it up with 125 kilograms. And those will all be out. Are we re- releasing them all today, Sam? Um, yeah, so we will have we, we have 65 and 57 out right now, and then 74, Mason Beckman is going to post that in just a few minutes. Um, and, and by the time you're listening to this, we'll probably have them all out. Um, and then we'll have 86, which... Uh, I think Dom Deputy is doing, and the 97, Dyson Gould, and then I'm doing another another one with heavyweight. So, uh, yeah, they should all be out by, like, 7 o'clock tonight. And uh, you'll have plenty to read and plenty to, to know about the Bill Farrell for tomorrow and Saturday. Yeah, it's, guys, it's going to be a very, very good competition. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to touch on some, some college wrestling, even though, you know, a lot of it's been said already, but we're going to do a quick little mini recap, talk a little bit of the Bill Farrell, give us a, a fantasy wrestling update, and uh, and answer some of your questions. Hey, hey, let's uh, let's clarify. It's Bill Farrell. Yeah, okay, Farrell. whatever. Tomato, tomato, taco, taco. No. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandpa says. All right. So, um... Let's just hop right into it. Number one, PSU wrestled number 31 or something, Navy, um, in Penn Penn State's opening match. Um, It was at Rec Hall. I got to go. I had a press pass. Um, And it was was a really good match. And, you know, it's interesting, like, if the match isn't maybe – if the dual meet isn't really in high contention – for example, PSU versus Navy. Um, it's almost like 
the the PSU wrestlers are competing against themselves and, and each other. You know, who can get the quickest pin? Who can score the most points? Who can you know do each other's moves in a match? And it, it's just like a, a show for everyone who's watching. Another um, shout out to our our website. Jude posted a great article. Uh, it's it's called Five oh, Things We Learned from Number One PSU versus Navy. Uh, go check that out. It's a great article. Uh, a little yeah. one sided perhaps. Uh, Maybe. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Um, just again, keep checking out our website. We're posting a lot, and uh, yeah, lots of content coming. There's a lot of plugs on this show. We do a lot of <laughs> we do a lot of shout outs and things like that. So, Sam, how much of the match did you watch? Or the uh, I so I went back and watched all of them. I was I was gone for the weekend, um, so I didn't get to watch it. But I came back and watched them all, so I should be good. Mhm. So, I have a a couple quick thoughts. The first one is, you know, maybe the most anticipated wrestler, uh, you know, of the event was Kyle Canelo. It was Kyle Canelo's Penn State debut. It's he's had a full season off the mat because of injury and now he's transferred and um he, you know he went out with a bang taking third at NCAAs and now he's coming back um to the you know starting Penn State 197 pounder. Um and for the most part I think that people were kind of disappointed with his performance. Um he ended up winning three to one, I believe, th- three to two, R- yeah. close match. Um, you know, he got in on legs a whole lot. Was really unable to finish for the most part. Did, um, you, see, did you see Penn State's tweet about what a sequence from Connell? Yeah, I did. It was that was weird. A little oh, confusing. A little weird. Maybe, but um, you know, Con- Yeah, he got a he got a reversal. The dude had. Wrote him for boots for close to a minute and he got the reversal and cinched it up. Um, and you know, a lot of people were really disappointed. They were expecting to see some some big things. Now to them, I say, just wait. You know, it's the it's the beginning of the season. That's his first match in over a year. It's t- he's you know getting the rust off and slowly come I think he's slowly coming back into it you know one of the biggest things I noticed is that Canel is he's so strong like his legs are tree trunks like they're massive um and he could get to the legs a whole lot um this the thing that you know really would make the difference is just quicker finishes you know he got in really deep several times but um you know I, I forget who he was wrestling but you know they would always end up in far ankle scrambles which would result mm-hmm. in stalemates right, um right. connell obviously has the power and the strength you know a blast double leg a blast double leg would serve him really 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 well especially because you know he moves really well and he has a lot of setups um but if he can just get one good attack consistently and was able to finish consistently, that'll that'll bump his uh, his scoring way higher. And if there's anything um, that the Penn State room can do, it is take a wrestler and improve him so much. And Connell, we know, has so much potential. 
Mm-hmm. And I think Penn State will be able to get him up to that potential and keep him there. Um, their coaching staff is so great that they can do that. And, um, yeah, so I think that Connell will be able to reach that potential and reach that peak of his performance, um, mm-hmm. especially by March. I think he'll be good and ready to go. Right. You know, a lot of people are kind of writing him off like, like, oh, what we saw at March was just an anomaly, you know. Well, like, we won't see that again. I. I think that if anyone can get him to perform at his peak, it's Penn State. You know, they they really really focus on having uh, a driving offense. And Connell, uh, I believe that he's you know he's buying into the process, and you know they're gonna work on developing him all the way up. You know, try to get a national champ Nash out of him. So, um, it's good th- good you know maybe a little disappointing, but. Good thing. It's only we're only going forward from here. Yes. Um. So when people say that that um, Kyle Connell has only competed once. Well, uh, w- competed well once. Um. I mean, I kind of agree that his average is what we saw against Navy. That's who Kyle Connell has been, um, for most of the time. But after um the NCAs. He came back to the U23 trials and took second uh, behind Colin Moore. So, but he was right there. He wasn't able to beat him like he was, and I think a little bit of that right, is freestyle. Right. It's like he rode Cal or uh, Colin Moore out uh, in the third place match mm-hmm. uh, that year. So, I think a little bit of that is freestyle. But he was there too in April. So after NCAs, he came back to U23s and performed just as well. Um, another thing that we have to keep in mind is his injury. When people come back from injuries, they are not the same, uh, Mm -hmm. most of the time. And so we have to keep that in mind. I think he can perform well again, and I think he will perform well again. And there's a reason he's the third, uh, ranked guy according to Flow Wrestling. Um, I think there's a reason, and I think he will meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of guys, their first match in rec hall, they don't perform as well. Mark Hall uh, lost in Carver. Uh, Vincenzo Joseph lost his first match. Yeah. A lot of guys lost their first match in college. Um, and this isn't his first match, but his first match in Rec Hall, it's a pretty big deal to right. be wrestling for Penn State, especially you know, wrestling for Kent State. That kind of that ties into um, like what my thoughts about Teske were. So Teske won a close one against John Treister. I believe he was Treister. But... Um, you know, everyone was like, you know, anticipating him being more than he was. Um, he's still a, a freshman, and he is still—that's his first match under the lights at Red Call. Um, and guys changed so much during the season. So, um, and Treister really—you know, really—he had a lot of Russian ties and was really slowing Teske down so Teske really couldn't get a lot of offense going um but I do believe that the Penn State coaches will be able to take Teske and and get him mentally prepared um so that he can go get to his offense every time because that's what the that's what the Penn State coaches love they love a guy who will just go 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 and just continue scoring the entire match um so if they can get him to do that you know I think they're going to be good um, the last thing I have on PSU Navy was during the press conference, 
um, which was the post-match press conference with Kale and Craig Netzel and, um, and Luke Gardner. The way Kale was talking was su- suggested that Gardner was the starter. Yeah. Um, you know, and the word on the street is that Gardner had beaten out for clearing for, um, for 49. That was so surprising to me. Yeah. Gardner's a guy who's, you know, he was behind Zane and he was behind, um, you know, for clearing and, and Nolf and, you know, just really trying to find his way through this like sea of blue chip recruits that Penn state brings in. And mm-hmm. he's been a really, really consistent guy. Um, and you know, it, I think it finally paid off and Gardner really, uh, he went out there and he got right to it, got a cradle locked up in the first period and pinned him. So, um, if we can keep seeing fearless offense from Gardner, I think that, you know, he, he's going to be a good thing. And, you know, if he truly did beat Verclearin, then he's all American quality already. Because mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that's where Verclearin is. So, um, exciting things from Penn State. And it's good to see that the guys in the room. Um, are able to to keep getting better and progress even if they're behind, you know, <laughs> cadet world champions and things like that. So. What's the what's the story on uh Edsel above Edsel. Rashid? Is it because he beat him in the wrestle off or because Rashid just wasn't healthy or didn't need to wrestle the first match? So Edsel is a true freshman. He's from Wyalusing, PA, which is mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of my family's from. District four. And, yeah, and um. Oh yeah, and they asked him about they asked Kale why they didn't put Rashid in the match and um and Kale said something that along the lines of that it was um precautionary, like they didn't want to throw him out there too soon hmm. and that he might not be 100% ready yet. Um so I think that there's a good chance we'll see Edsel wrestle again. Okay. Um before, does that not burn his red shirt? Oh yeah, it it does. It definitely does. You know, one match out there and you're well. That's how it is. I guess they will never use him though because they've got Brooks and Staraki and Beard all surrounding him. I I doubt they'll use him. It's an interesting choice to put out Edsel as opposed to um you know these other guys, but I think that. Probably holding on to to Brooks and Sirachi's, um red shirts and, you know, giving them a year to develop will be really, really helpful in the future. You know, 2021 is going to be a really, really tough team race and they want oh, yeah. all their guys out there firing. So 2021 uh, will be great, yeah. especially with uh, the two com- the recent commits that were huge to us uh, or transfers, I guess we'll call them. Ironman transferring to Iowa and then. Um, Echemendia transferring to Ohio State or just yesterday. Yeah. So these these are huge things. Um for the twenty twenty one team race. Ohio State, Iowa, and Penn State will be so close next year, in my eyes. It's gonna be uh, all time. Kirkfleet leaving, looking like Minnesota, which doesn't quite make any sense yet. Maybe Gable's gonna leave. I don't know. There's some there's some big stories. Yeah. Um well, storylines well, right now keep you updated you know it's a development so let's see the other news is they had the journeyman collegiate um 
something of note is that Anthony Valencia won 174, so that's interesting, I thought. And then um, at 184... I picked him on my fantasy team for a reason. All right, all right. You you little Sam. Um, <laughs> but the other thing was that his brother had a really close match with Taylor Venz. So Zahid and Venz was like, uh, was it, I believe it was the finals. Or It was round like, robin match one. Oh, first match. It was a round robin though, so. Oh, yeah, you're right, sorry. Um, Zahid, like right off the whistle, takes a shot, and Venz catches him with an underhook throw by um got his hips all the way behind him for the two like that quick you know finger snap um vens was all the way behind him and it it looked like and was leading um, 2-0 it looked like zahid went for like a collar tie ankle pit right off the whistle and it looked like he thought vens was like stepping forward too much without any defense and then he thought he could just tip him over and vens was like "Uh i'm just overpowered yeah pancaked Um, him you know, and then Venz ends up getting, like, three takedowns mm-hmm. throughout the match. Half of Zahid's points were escapes. And um, and Zahid ends up winning 8-7, to seven, I believe, was the final score. Mm-hmm. Was It was a shocking match. I was really, really surprised. Hey, uh, tell me this. What do you think about a three-point takedown in uh, in college? Because I think we, we kind of debated it last year, I think, when Miles Martin wrestled Nick Reenan. And Miles Martin took him down, let him up, took him down, let him up, like, four times. And the score was, like, eight to six. It was yeah. just messed up. So, you can think of a point. So, points should be awarded due to the the difficulty of it is to score them. So, for example, you know, right. it's, a ta- it's harder to get a takedown than an escape. Much harder. Uh, it's a much much harder, right? No, so, very like Russell Ethan Lee's. I guess not the truth, but the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overall, but, so, so would you say that you know a takedown is twice as hard as an escape? Probably not. Probably not. So, or would you or would you say that a takedown is exact same difficulty as a reversal? You know, they're both two points. But would you say that um, uh, tilting a guy for four seconds? is of the same or four times more difficult than getting out from bottom um yeah oh i, w- I would say that i think tilting a guy for four seconds is four times oh on four you mean five seconds four four seconds in college you tilt them for four seconds and it's four points oh i thought it was i thought it was a five ca- I'm... all right never mind i i everything i know has just been my entire world has been rocked i didn't know that um, so it's definitely something that we need to put more thought into, but I am a fan of the three point takedown. I think, um, you know, the, th- what it does is that it definitely puts a lot more emphasis on takedowns and, um, uh, it'll blow matches apart a lot quicker than, you know, take down, let them up, take them down, let them up for two point takedowns. Um, so it's just something that they'll have to work on. I don't know if they will. Sam, what do you think? Uh, I I totally think that uh three point takedown is is coming to be more necessary than it has been. I think that we've been valuing a neutral wrestling, especially if we want to be better um in the freestyle scene. 
we need to value takedowns much more. And it used right. to be takedowns in freestyle were one point. Um, and, and it's totally changed where takedowns is a whole game of freestyle. So um, I think we're going to move that way. And I think we need to. I think it it has to be um, a three-point takedown. No, I, th- I, I think that... No, yeah, it's, yeah, it's something that we're going to have to consider moving forward, and especially as our freestyle game becomes more focused from the, you know, the youth level transitioning to college. More and more guys are staying on to wrestle freestyle, senior level. So, um, and you know, we we need more gold medals, right? Mm-hmm. So if if we can put more of an emphasis onto freestyle and, and to takedowns. I think it's only going to be good for um, our wrestling. So, uh, but you know, something going forward in the future that will definitely come up again, and we'll probably talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the second question is: Is Vens a title contender? Sam Herring. I think. I think Vens is. You know, if he can, you know, obviously in his mind he thought he could beat Zahid Valencia, right? He took him down three times. How how do you know? you have a, so much confidence that you're gonna go after Zahid and, and go get him. And everyone thought Zahid was going to run away with it. Um, I think Venz is pretty clearly uh, in contention for this for this title. So. I, I definitely um, agree. But also we have to keep in mind um, what a title contender means. Um, last year, Zahid Valencia took a loss to Mark Hall, and it was pretty darn bad. Mark Hall yeah. destroyed him. Wrote him for an entire period. Yeah, it was bad. It was a wake-up call for Zahid, and he came back and started blowing people out of the water, other than getting pinned by Daniel Lewis. So, um, he can still, Zahid Valencia can have a poor term. He's kind of like Spencer Lee yeah. in the sense of he has a poor regular season, but he blows it up when the spotlight's on. Right, right. And, uh, and so... I, I don't think he's a title contender in the sense of um, he would have 50% of the votes for winning an NCAA title compared like the same amount that picked Zahid, pick him or whatever. Um, I don't think he's that much of a title contender. He's definitely a sneaker. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm using FRL terms now. Um, but a sleeper. Who a sleeper sneaker. Anyway, um... But, no, I think he could. I think he's a, a solid dark horse pick to win. But um, I, I don't think he's considered a favorite to win. Right. Um, do you think the problem with Zahid is that he underestimates his competition? Or just do you think he, do you think he like, in just college, thinks he's so good? In college, I, I, I believe you see that so rarely. Now, especially in the wrestling rooms that these guys are in with the RTC, they get beat up pretty regularly in the room, and they have coaches make, making sure their mindset is correct, and uh, and they're such high-level athletes that a mindset slip could cause them so much problems. I don't think they really would overlook um, any high-level athlete like Zahid would overlook anybody. Um, they, they know that they have to give their best effort every match, uh, regardless of who the opponent is. Mm-hmm. Um I think his problem is probably because um, I think it's definitely people. a mentally problem. I think it's I think it's a mental problem. Like I I disagree. You think he just 
I think doesn't it's peak doesn't doesn't. I don't think it's a trade. Put enough weight on the on regular season competition. You um, just doesn't value it as much compared. Well, obviously, you know. Well, in his training, as much in his training. Um, so I don't think that he takes um his training as seriously right now as he would in uh in March, a well, yeah. the postseason. Um. Which is natural. Everybody should. And there's a time where people need to peak. And that's one thing that we see in college that is so much different than when you wrestle international because Jordan Burroughs wrestles probably five events a year and everybody's like, dang, Jordan Burroughs is competing a lot this year. Yeah. Uh, and in college, you wrestle five in a month. So um, you, have to, you have to know when to peak and uh, your training has to be a little bit different. But some guys... Uh, are able to hold that, like Jason Nolf and Bo Nickel, were able to hold their competitive streak all year, uh, but they weren't able to succeed in the in the off season and in freestyle as as well as they'd like. But I think there is a happy medium, or a, yeah, is that a happy medium um, line where you can peak for the whole time, but not get to your highest peak, if you know what I mean. Right, uh, right. I think his problem is with training, and that's what Zeke Jones said last year before or after the Mark Hall match was, is he just hasn't been training as hard as he should right now, and uh, and I think that's where it lies, where the problem lies with him. Mm-hmm. So, I I think that you know Zahid having this close match, um, if nothing else, it's going to inspire his competition to be like, oh, I can get this. I think that people are going to look at this match and say, oh, he's beatable. You know, here's what we have to do. So I think that guys are going to still come after him. And um, and maybe having such a close match will defeat the the mystique of uh, of Zahid Valencia. So, yeah, yes. Uh, the other news, we just got to go through this quick, but Luke Pletcher had an overtime victory over freshman Real Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone saw the match. You know, it was pretty boring. Not a lot of until scoring situations happen until overtime when yeah. Real Woods goes stutter step, drops level, picks the ankle like right off the whistle. Yeah. So I was I went back and watched the match and I was thinking, what did he do wrong? Because he was in such good position and Pletcher was able to take it around. So first, here's what he did right. You know, the shot off the whistle is great technique because guys don't often expect a shot off the whistle, right? Mm-hmm. So he just made himself go and get to the leg, um, and that's taking advantage of, you know, guys being lazy right off the whistle. And then he got the foot up, too. So he got yeah. Pletcher's weight backwards. The foot came up. Foot off the mat. It's hard to scramble with the foot off the mat. It's really hard to scramble with the foot off the mat. Pletcher duo for an ankle, and they got in a scramble. And if I remember correctly, Real Woods had both legs, and then he had them both shelved. Mm-hmm. All right? And as they were scrambling, he let he let the legs go to the mat, and then he l- let one leg go. So he basically, you know, gave Pletcher a post. So once Pletcher's legs are unshelved, that'll give him something to drive off of. Yeah. Um, and then he sat back on his heels, and p- that took the pressure off, and Pletcher was able to, now with his foot, he can push back into him, get the leg up and finish so 
you know, really, really little things that made the difference between winning the match and losing the match. But, you know, Cliff Fretwell talks about this all the time. Like, the keys to scrambling is you're going to need to have his, keep your feet on the mat. Feet in the mat and take his and, out. Yeah. And take his out. And then he has no drive and you, you do. And then you'll, you'll win the scramble. So, obviously, Real Woods is, he's ready to go. He's a freshman and, you know, he's going into overtime with the number one in the entire country. Um, little, little tiny things to fix, but, you know, I think that, I think that next time they wrestle, um, I think Woods will, I think, I think Woods is going to be a little more offensive and work to get to Pletcher's legs more, um, just work on finishing. That's what you need against uh, a guy like Luke Pletcher, where he kind of waits it out. He's super clutch and savvy, especially as a freshman. You need to just think and push him and stop moving, get in on legs, make him get in on legs, just get into wrestling positions with a guy like him and make stuff happen because your best shot, Real Woods is extremely talented, and uh, I don't really love the word talented, but he, he is a very skilled wrestler. Mm-hmm. And and he can go with Luke Pletcher, like we saw in that overtime period. He was able to go with him uh, for a while. And if he got into more positions like those, he would take Luke Pletcher to a to a spot where Luke Pletcher's not used to being. He's used to kind of right. waiting out, get a takedown at the end of period, stuff like that. But if you push mm-hmm. him for a long time, you're going to have to see a, a new Luke Pletcher. And that's what you want if you're a guy like Real Woods. Right. And, you know... Pletcher has made a living off of the, you know, staying in good position and, and snatching right. it in the end. Um, like. If yeah, if you play that game with Luke Pletcher, your chances of winning go really, really down because Pletcher's name is Roman Bravo Young. Yeah, you're absolutely insanely clutch. Yeah, no, um, Pletcher, it's really, really rare that Pletcher will lose a match if you play him at his game. Right. You know, that you don't. It's like you don't go upper body with Vincenzo Joseph because he'll throw you, right? You just <laughs> – you got to stay out of positions where your opponent is good. Unless your name is Alex Marinelli. Unless your name is Alex Marinelli. Um, you stay at a position where your opponent is good and get to positions where you're good, you know? Staying out of the the one-point overtime match with Luke Pletcher, um, that's, your best, that's your best bet. The more scrambles you can get into – the better it's going to be. Yep. Okay, so that was college wrestling. Uh, Sam, how long have we been recording for? Uh, I'd say about 30 minutes. Let's check. 30 minutes and 53 seconds. Wow. All right, 30 minutes. I say we can... Um, let's, hey, let's talk... You say wow uh, as if that's a bad thing. Wow! No, <laughs> it was wow as if that you're just an excellent guesser of time. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So okay, the fantasy. I, well. I think it's time for our your favorite segment that really only has interest to us. But we're gonna talk about our fantasy league updates just super quickly. So here's the big news. My good team, which I picked with a lot of love and care, is doing really really bad. I've lost every match so far. <laughs> I've lost every. Uh, Every fantasy meets I'm 0-2 in the season so far. Not good. But the team that I did not pick, so I'm on I have two teams. One of them I was I wasn't there for the draft, and so I was put on auto pick. Haha, <laughs> I did it for him. 
I've got I got put on auto pick, and that team is doing really well, like overperforming. So, um, but the biggest news is that oh, Sam, do you have something? I'm in the same boat. My bad team is is doing well, and my good team or my opinion good team is doing poorly but i'm sure that'll change it's like more teams compete like iowa hasn't even had their first duel yet so yeah and you know my 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 decent team a lot of those guys haven't competed so you know we'll see what happens somehow in uh one of our leagues the top three teams are sims it's like yeah so we had we i did three leagues and there's 10 people in each league, and the one league where we ha- couldn't fill it completely, um, there are three Sims that I had to put in, and they're leading, which is not fair. I'm going to have to sue Russell Stafford. Did you, did you have to put the Russell. Sims in? Yeah. You had to have 10 people. Ah. All right, then. Otherwise, you'd be in first, but yeah, now you're yeah, fourth. I would love to be in first. Hey, I think it's about time we invite special guest... Eli Herring on the show. Okay. Talk a little, talk a little fantasy. Let's do it. All right, he's All right. coming. Go, just go grab him. Scoot over, you big lunk. All right. Okay, we are here, joined live. Eli Herring. <laughs> Eli, how are you did today, sir? Very good. Very good. Yeah. That's I'm awesome. Timestamps. Oh, he's doing the timestamps for the show. Guys, Eli does a lot behind the scenes for us. We uh we really appreciate you, Eli. Thank you. In fact, I appreciate you so much that I decided to beat you in fantasy wrestling. Oh, 42 to up. 16. 42 to 16 was my auto-picked team. Eli, give us the breakdown on what happened. I didn't have Patrick Glory. Oh. <laughs> uh, I think uh a lot of you guys know. Is it Cat Fan? Wrestler Never Dies is yeah. a Cat Fan? Yeah. He has My glow. guy. Yeah. Uh, he I d- don't know who has. I think it's Dom. Dom, Dom Deputy. Dom. Yeah. Dom Deputy, wrestler, wrestling resource, <laughs> doing a PA power. He took Patrick Glory. I, I was, we we're picking it all. I was, I was telling Sam, I'm going to get Patrick Glory and uh, Lugo. Actually, yeah, Lugo. Sim might have taken him. Yeah, I think he was swimming at the time. I think he got in kind of late. <laughs> so, they take it right before I'm going to get it, and I'm infuriated, and I blow up their texts. And, uh, yeah. Also, maybe the fact that you have three empty spots, and you are missing a floater oh, yeah. on the team, or four empty spots on your starter. Okay. So, yes, it wouldn't let me move around some of my guys. I had to wait a week. So, maybe that's why, Jude. Here, yeah. There, yeah okay, two I'm things. Supposed, I'm supposed to have Malik Heinzelman, 25, Austin DeSanto, 123. 133. Or, okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Mike Carr, 141. Mike D'Angelo, 149. Ryan Deacon, 57. Uh, Kennedy Monday, 65. Anthony Valencia, 74. And Cash Wilkie, 184. Nick Reedon for 97. I would have blown you up there. All right. <laughs> but, and then, no, okay, okay, no, no, no. I have two things to say. I have two things to say. What? No, wait. So, first of all, Sam just said Iowa hasn't wrestled their first duel yet. What is? How is Lugo going to earn you points? 
They haven't competed. I, okay, this is something I was really curious about. Eli has literally, I don't even know if he knew that Pat Lugo existed a while back. Yeah. And so now Eli has this crazy obsession for wanting Pat Lugo on his fantasy well, team. Well, didn't I get, I've got Pat Lugo. Yeah, you traded him with Russell Never Dies. It was a stupid, or with Dyson. It was a stupid trade, dude. Or no, yeah, you, um, I'm still going to get a, I'm going to get Pat Glory eventually. You literally made your handle name. He just name wants on, Pats. <laughs> he, he made his name on Russell Stat. I want Lugo and Glory. So wh- what is your obsession with Lugo and Glory? Why, okay, why do you like him? I, I knew that Lugo existed. Okay, okay. We went to Big Tens together. Okay. And that's kind of crazy. Sorry. <laughs> right. The obsession was that I was infuriated that I was about to get two really good wrestlers. And I had never done the fantasy before, so I didn't know how it worked. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get two really good wrestlers. And then both of them get picked. The well, you know there are better me. wrestlers than Lugo. Well, most of them were taken or redshirting. Take your team or which was hidden. But why did you, like, did you go into the league, like, thinking, oh, I'm going to get Lugo? No, not at all. So it was just at the time you're just like, I want him. It was just that they took it from me right before I got it. The, so there was two people ahead of me. It was Catfan and Dom. And both of them got it that same time. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, regardless, you, you're going to need to add, like fill in your team if, you wanna, if you're going to want to get some wins. Hey, um, he's got... He's got Lugo on his bench right now behind uh, Mike D'Angelo, so don't ask me, dude. Hey, he's coming up. He's coming up. Okay. I'm saving him. (laughs) You're saving (laughs) him. For what it matters. You know the wild card I got. You know what? That was a – everybody – that didn't help. Everybody – that's actually probably a really – I just said it on the podcast, so, like, everybody knows. Yeah, and they're not even in the league. (laughs) Anyway, um (laughs) – it was actually pretty smart to do that. You now you have to move him though because Iowa hasn't even wrestled yet. Yeah, I was smart. All right, Eli. Um, hey, do you want to just stay on the show and answer some questions with us, Eli? I'll do my best. Sam, are you okay uh, with I that? I'd like to warn you that I'm not the big brains like you guys are. Eli, you're super big brain, dude. You're so big brain. All right. He knows a lot about chicken wings. Well, we will. He does. Did you guys, okay, so in the video, behind Sam's head, there's a Kyle Snyder poster. Yes, um, sir. You want me to take it down real quick? No, no, we're no. good. No. But right. Eli wrote on the poster, chicken wings. You'd be surprised on how many things in our house has, like, written on it, chicken well, wings. Well, okay, so here's the thing. I printed that from <laughs> online. I got images of oh. Kyle Snyder and printed it. And I was going to put, like, my daily thing I needed to do. And then <laughs> I laminated it. And then I wrote with a dry erase marker, so and, it could and come you off whenever I want. And you didn't ask for permission from Tony Rotundo? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> He's stealing photos. Guys, don't steal photos. That's not cool. Just not. just keep your head right there and keep the background blurred. And we'll, be- <laughs> we'll be okay. Okay. So let's hop and do some of our questions, which you guys sent in from Twitter. Um, and we really appreciate it. So our first one is from our guy, Dog Deputy, <laughs> and he he asked us, "Do you think Kyle Cannell could have performed better, and in which aspect? Example, conditioning, technique, etc." So we kind of already talked about this, but yeah. I just I think that 
his tech, you know, he's already so strong and his conditioning's already so good that um, if he can just finish quicker. If he, I'm going to say mindset because, like, I think it was all rec hall, nervousy, uh, butterflies, all that kind of stuff. I think he had to, I think he had to get by that. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude was looking at you funny. Nothing. It's just, you guys just are so similar. It's really funny. Like, you guys look really similar. Sorry, I'm just... There's a reason. Well, I did get a haircut, so... It looks, it looks sharp. It looks really nice. Eli, what is your, what is your take on Kyle Cannell? Uh... I think he could have pr- improved a little bit more technically. Like like you said, he's very strong and very well conditioned. So, yeah. yeah. And when you when you have that, it only really leaves technique and mindset. So, yeah. That's about it. Uh, you know, just having an offense, offensive mindset will really serve him well. That's so. the offensive mindset. Yeah. All right. J.B. Colat, he asks us, are we buying or selling on Josh Kramer? No one gave him any love in the preseason. He beat Klebov in the wrestle-off and knocked off nationally ranked Louis Hayes at journeyman and looked solid doing that. Well, he actually didn't just knock off Hayes. He also knocked off – here, I'll pull it up. Like Dude, he – Ten guys, five guys. Yeah, no, I'm buying on him. I'll if, buy him. Uh, if we did another draft, he is an underrated pick for WrestleStat. Wait, do we – is okay. he in – Shout-out to WrestleStat. We love our shout-outs. Yeah, WrestleStat, you guys rock. Jeez. Um, jeez, <laughs> man. Perfect ins- insert for G's. <laughs> uh, I'm tr- uh, here. I'm looking real quick. Eli, give us your take on Josh Kramer. It's Arizona I think, State. Think we're buying. Yeah, I think uh, buying is the only thing that you can possibly do here. Yeah, you spend your money on Josh Kramer. Guys, he beat number 19, Louis Hayes. 15, Nick Farrow. 12, Anthony Madrigal, and number 10, DJ Fellman. Heck, even his name sounds pretty good. Yeah. Josh Josh Kramer? If you didn't even see him or watch his matches, you'd think, oh, man, we're getting a good guy. Yeah, Kramer's good, dude, that name. Yeah, Guys, how much uh, – of all the wrestling names, what what is your favorite wrestling name? AJ Ferrari's. That's what I was going to go with. But his little AJ's. brother, Angelo Ferrari, that's pretty solid. I know a guy named Justice Thrasher. Ooh, Ooh, Thrasher. That's a that's a really good name. I um, know Jesse Justice is one too. Jesse Justice, man. Dude, uh, there's a kid who goes to our club. His name's Suds Dubler. Oh yeah. S U D S Dubler. He's I remember. Man. I remember when he wrestled at States last year. Like that blew up, and everybody wanted a picture with Suds Dubler. <laughs> Suds Dubler. Suds is the man. I like Suds. Is, Suds is my guy. Um. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't have any more that come to the top of my head, but. Yeah, we we took it from buying and selling on Josh Kramer to Suds Dubler somehow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our last question we have is: With Gross keeping his weight down and adding freestyle, will his bonus points be affected? Um, we'll just we'll take this question like one at a time. So. Okay. Will his bonus points be affected? I think. Maybe like we, he had a he had a decision against you know a really low ranked opponent or he yeah. might have been unranked like the score was like seven to three. It's um it's gonna be really hard for him to um 
to be dominating guys and having a high pace and scoring a lot of points when he's cutting weight. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I don't think – I think that's definitely going to affect it. He's still my pick for the Hodge regardless. Uh, he's going to have to get used to it, though. I, I'm I'm assuming he's going to be weighing in for his event to, like, 129, 130. I say, I'm going to say that uh, if you're that good of a wrestler like Seth Gross is – even if you do change your game up and drop your weight and go to freestyle, you're going to figure out a way to come back. He's too high level to just kind of drop his game and not not fix it. Will Will he be able to keep up the same bonus rate that he was before? It might take a while, but I think eventually he'll get to it. Yeah, you just got to have your body adjust to the weight, you know. Yeah. Getting down to 57 is, what is that, like 24 and a half or something? 26 and a half? 25. Dude. Five. All right, right in the middle. I was, I was you were, a little you're. off. A little off. Um, but, man, not good, dude. There's so much. He's cutting so much weight. It's, it's going to be tough. Okay. He's Second part of this question is, with Spencer Lee's possible limited match count, besides Zahid, who will be the next guy in the Hodge conversation? All the Penn State guys, Kassar, Joseph and Hall won by Tech and pin over ranked guys. I think they are uh, – Joseph and Hall are probably gonna be up there. Um, I think Kassar, he might not have a decision until like Minnesota. Uh, no, if Gabe, if Gabe, you know who Gabe I'm paid for the Hodge? Who? Lugo or Glory? Really, really. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. That would make sense. Would be it? bold. Yeah. Only the freshest takes from Eli Herring. Um, so. so I think if Gable doesn't wrestle especially this year, like he might take a red shirt. Um, I would not be surprised if if um, Kassar has 100% bonus rate. Yeah, uh, if he doesn't if he doesn't wrestle Gable. D White's gone, and um, and yes, I'm calling Derek White Dwight. Dwight. Ah, <laughs> uh, I get it. What? Oh my gosh! All right. Did Logo start that? No. I feel like they did. I don't think they did. Anyway, um, yeah, I think it, it will be him. I will not pick Chenzo and Mark Hall for Hodge. No, I, I wouldn't pick Chenzo. I'd pick Mark. And and Penn State fans, stop yelling at me right now. But <coughs> Chenzo and Mark Hall do not score a bunch of points. Now they have pinning capabilities, but that is not what it takes to be like. You're not going to be able to pin everybody. It's good to be able to put away the, the guys that you're much better than, um, but they don't really dominate guys with points. They don't put up a bunch of points. Yeah, no, I think that definitely not Chenzo. I just 65 is it's so, so deep. Um, I think that Mark um, is a lot more separated from the, from the field at 174, um, but, you know, he's going to have to put yeah. up a lot of points if he wants to be a Hodge contender. So. Anthony Valencia at there's totally underrated. He's he's gonna be good. Yeah, he's underrated. He's underrated. We'll see. Yeah, well, no, it's because he just had two bad seasons. Rightfully so. Right, rightfully. Like he is. Like he was really great in high school, and then he kind of dropped off in college, and so. This summer, though, he he kind of proved to me that he's on that level again. So we'll see. All right, that, hey guys, that question was from AZ Wrestling fan, and with that, dude likes Arizona wrestling. 
Yeah. Arizona, I guess so. Big uh, a lot of Arizona. Big too. RBY guy. Uh, Anthony Echemendia. Echemendia. Is it Echemendia or Echemendia? I think I said that one wrong. I think it's Echemendia. Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, with that, I believe that is a conclusion to this episode of Home Out Advantage Wrestling Podcast. I think we have 15 interviews, 21 normal episodes. All right, Nomad. Um, <laughs> so I think, what is the quick math? How many is that? How many is what? 20, 21 plus 15. Go, Eli. 36. No, on this kind of pressure, under all these people, even though it's easy math, but seriously. Yeah, I was. That's me. It's really in front of nobody but me. I'm the only one here. Well, no, because there's, like, people watching. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. So, yeah, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We all really appreciate it. Um, All of us at Home at Advantage. It really means the world to us that we're able to do this and we're able to have conversations about wrestling and our community, um, all the guys who, you know, follow us and, um, and read our stuff. It really means a whole lot. And we've had a few questions about shirts. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting some, some new t-shirts coming out soon. We'll see. We'll let y'all know. We shirts have been something that are very high on our priority list and, and we're, we're working to, to get shirts out to you guys because you guys deserve it. You know, <laughs> We have the one of the greatest fan bases in, in all of wrestling media. And you guys deserve to be able to to show us, you know, I'm I'm a home at advantage fan. So um hey, mega big shout out to our sponsor, Tony Rotundo. Don't steal his photos anymore, Eli. He'll be so angry. He'll be so angry. Uh Tony I'll take that down. <laughs> all guys, if you go to our website, all the photos on our <laughs> Every one of the photos on our website is from Tony Rotundo. You know, he uh, fa- he's a fantastic photographer, and he really helps us out with everything on the podcast. He's a really, really great friend of ours. Hey, one of them was actually from Mark Bader's telephone, but... Um, <laughs> his, te- his telephone? Wait, telephone? His dial-up? His cell phone. Whatever. His telephone. I was like, how, how can you do with his cell phone? Oh, my oh. gosh. This show is dissolving into madness. So, guys... Yeah, well, see y'all next time. Episode 21. We'll see you next time. All right, bye. See you next time. What is up, HMA Wrestling fans? I have something to tell you guys about Tony Rotundo and his company, Wrestlers Are Warriors. Tony Rotundo is an amazing photographer um, who dedicates most of his um, pictures and time to wrestling and growing this wonderful sport. He has dedicated a lot of his time and effort to helping HMA Wrestling grow, and uh, he's he's donated a lot of his um, funds and, and advice for us. So please show the love for us and, and to him, and go check out his website. That is wrestlersarewarriors.com. Please go check that out. Look at his awesome photos and, and maybe buy some. So, uh, yeah, check out Tony Rotundo, wrestlersarewarriors.com. I appreciate it, guys.